Hello and welcome to the Friendly Fire Games Exploration Show. This is the game exploration on One Piece Odyssey that we have put off for six weeks. It's been a while. Weeks. Uh, we did the first three chapters back in January when the game launched, and then we beat the game, and we're all like, this game's trash, we're never going to finish this recording, and we just have struggled to uh, find the time. I got COVID for the first time in the Yeah, Rob got COVID. Tom and I have had horrible work schedules. Tom is not here now, so, you know, RIP Tom. Yeah, his kid's got a birthday? Yeah. Happy birthday, Harrison. Happy yeah, birthday! Happy birthday. <laughs> I didn't know kids had birthdays. News yeah. to me. They yeah, do. It's it's crazy. Do. It's and it seems like they're always happening. It's just there's always a kid's birthday. Um, but this is the uh chapters four through the end, chapters four mm-hmm. through nine mm-hmm. of One Piece Odyssey, uh developed by Ilka. We talked about them at the, the first episode. Uh okay, main takeaways from the, the rest of the game, Chris. It's shit. <laughs> There was a brief section that I liked. I think it was chapter six, where it was just like cinematics and a few fights in between the cool cinematics. But otherwise, yeah, it was just all it was all bad to me. Ryan, which I realized I didn't introduce anybody, but who cares? Because they, they know who <laughs> Chris, Ryan, and of course Rob. So, Ryan, what's your main thoughts on this? It's really bad, folks. This is <laughs> this is not good. This is. Right down there with uh, Chris Tales. This is uh, this is a dumpster fire, honestly, by the end of the game. Yeah, chapter six, uh, it was super quick. The cutscenes were nice. The fact that it was... Uh, there was no backtracking for once. It, we didn't have to backtrack. It's just... I thought they were going to make us backtrack just to get credits, guys. I thought they were going to make us backtrack to get credits, all right? <laughs> they kind of did. They did a little bit. They yeah. Had to, like, go back and talk to everybody after that boss fight. <sighs> Rob? Eh, yeah. It's. I wish I could say it's fine. My my perspective on it has been like it's aggressively mediocre. Yeah. It's just it is like the benchmark. What defines a five out of ten? Like you, I think it's like we being generous. And that's what I was talking about with uh, Chris and Ryan before we were recording this intermittently. It was like, I think I'm the most positive on this game. And like, it has redeeming qualities. There aren't many, and it, like, they're, they're few and far between, but like, it looks really good. It does. It's stable as hell. I didn't it encounter is. a single bug in that game. The music's good. The sound effects are good. Uh, it, there are things about it that are okay, but that's like kind of the benchmark. And it was for me, it was like a six until the last fight. Yep. And then I said, fuck this game. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much have the same sentiments. Um, it's a little bit rougher for me being such a big one piece fan sure. and having, you know, all this love for this series and, you know, I got the shit tattooed on my body. So it's like, you know, I, I take the lore and I take the characters pretty seriously so this game is an affront to your tattoo it is it's just an affront (laughs) to one piece i think they do a really good job of writing the characters i think they sure do well of getting that across but the way that this story is structured is like it's meant for one piece fans who are caught up and like caught up 
there is so much shit that you have no context for. So if you're playing this game, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, um, one of my favorite moments is in chapter seven, chapter eight, when you're in um, Dress Rosa and you are playing with Luffy in Trafalgar Law and uh, Corazon shows up. You guys have no idea who the fuck that is or what the, the meaning behind that is or why that's so significant or cool or emotional. And it's I just like watch the cutscenes totally on everybody. The that you can unlock that Chris had mentioned last time. I did watch each and every one of those. Yeah. And like it helped with with some context, but kind of like we were talking about last time and just maintained through this game is trying to do too much narratively. Yeah. And it does not have the loop to sustain, like to prop it up. It like if it had consolidated a lot of the plots into just like doing two, maybe three, then it probably, and they had time to flesh it out. It would have been more interesting, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, stupid lame villain that we saw coming literally from the first cut scene. Yeah. And yeah. We, it, we all knew that he was going to, yeah, we that called guy. that, we called that shit from the beginning. Yeah. And it was bad. And it was literally like, and then they just the they do a huge lore dump of his character at the very end of like why he's doing this, who he is, and it's like why would and you say not this for the last all. minute? Because it's yeah. a twist. No one saw that coming. <gasps> Audio's a bad guy, but see, he's how could you see that coming? He's constantly laughing and smiling and friendly. There's no way he could possibly be antagonistic. Yeah, uh, it was it was dumb. It was. It's not great. It was a not dumb great. villain. I think the thing that the best thing it has going for it. I thought the combat system was fun. Um, I know that you guys just pretty much auto battled it, but I did enjoy that like idea of having four locations and swapping between. It was cooler on paper and for the first couple hours, and then it just got kind of rote. It's it's very it's very samey. Yeah. 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 They don't evolve it or really add much to it throughout the game is the biggest issue. I never used auto battle, but it was a lot of just like, where's the area that has the most people? Okay, move Luffy there because Luffy has the best AoE stuff and just destroy everything. Yeah. It's also an absolute shame that they give you Brooke and Frankie like at the end of the game. You don't even really get to enjoy either of them. Yeah, those those two are like some of the best in the entire cast. I really yeah, enjoyed both. They're of them. super cool. And like Frankie's ability to like super. Uh, like do the radical beam and all that shit. And then Brooke has the ability to like upgrade everybody's attack power. And it's yeah, like, okay, cool. cool. We'll give you this literally at the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. It's a it's a poorly shame. paced. It's a very poorly paced game in a lot of ways. Mechanically and narratively. Um, but if we want, we can go chapter by chapter and talk about things that we liked and did not like about it. Um, chapter four was exploring Water 7, City in the Sea. So if you don't remember, because it was six or seven <laughs> weeks ago at this point. I remember backtracking. Mm-hmm. There was a, a fuck ton of backtracking. backtracking. And there's a lot of characters and a lot of story stuff within Water 7 that is just completely skipped over, really. Like... You don't really get a sense of like the relationship between Iceberg and Frankie. They're basically brothers. And like they were brought up by this like crazy shipwright named Tom who was 
uh, Gold D. Rogers Shipwright. He was the one that made Gold D. Rogers Ship, and Gold D. Rogers is the one who basically set off this entire pirate era. And so there's a huge backstory between them. So Frankie becoming, you know, Tom's apprentice and then becoming the shipwright for the Straw Hat Pirates is incredibly significant because it mirrors exactly what happened with Gold D. Roger back in the day. And like all of that story is completely lost in this section, but they like try to hint at it at the end when they're like building the sunny and all that. It was super frustrating. Yeah, I didn't get anything about Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, my note from chapter four is that Kaku has the Minecraft Usopp no skin. Mm. I vaguely remember the perfectly square rectangular nose as opposed to Usopp's round one. Mm. Yeah. Notes <laughs> and then he turned man. into a giraffe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, forgot about I love that. Luffy just laughing at him the second mm-hmm. he turns into a giraffe. That was that's great. Funny. He does that all the time. It's, it's great. That was, uh, that, which that is was a great scene. It's super fun because, you know, spoilers for the manga, but they're, they, those characters are back in the manga right now. And uh, they're super interesting and fun. So whenever they show up, it's always a good time. Um, another thing from Water 7 that they kind of touch on is like all the stuff with Nico Robin and like how significant she is because she was a part of this group uh, called Ohana, which is like Ohara. I think it's Ohara. But it, basically a group of archaeologists who were studying the the past and like that's what the world government is trying to keep everybody from figuring out is what happened like a hundred years ago and that's why the gorosai or the five elders are like such a important role because they're always like trying to keep people like in the dark about all the crazy shit that happened a hundred years ago and so like they destroyed her entire island and like she's the only sole survivor and they don't like again they hint at it and like they kind of talk about her past in that flashback when you're at any's lobby but they don't talk about how significant it is of like her being captured and being a part of the straw hats and the world government wanting to kill her and her wanting to die because, you know, she doesn't have anybody anymore, you know, and she's trying to find a family and how significant that was that Luffy and the straw hats go there to save her. You know, it's an incredibly emotional moment in the anime and the manga. And they just like gloss over it. It's well, super what if we didn't have nuance. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, they're trying to raise stakes without really showing the stakes, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like they're trying to inject stakes and tension just by the way the character is reacting to something, but it has no yeah. bearing on the player whatsoever. Just because like the the context of the story is like, "Hi, who are you? Okay, you're bad. Okay, let's fight. Bye." Yeah, yeah. Do you guys you guys remember Spondum? No. Yeah. Exactly. He was in Water 7. He was in Eni's lobby. He popped up. He he had this like uh, word bubbles at the bottom. You don't ever see his character, but he's incredibly important to that storyline. And they're just like, we're going to show his face Apparently and word bubbles not. and him talking. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> and that's it. They they do the same thing with the like gameplay sometimes too, with like raising stakes without actually raising stakes. Like they have a very classic video game thing of a water rising while you're running away, but it's not actually rising. It's just like when you hit certain points, the water rises. Like the whole game freezes to show you a cutscene of the water rising again. Yeah, which is a part of um. There is a thing in Water Seven called Aqua Laguna, and again, very important to the story. There's this crazy fucking storm that happens and it raises the water level within Water 7. And basically, half of the city gets drowned out. So, like, where Frankie and all them are is completely underwater and it's incredibly significant to the story. And they just I don't believe barely you. say shit about it. They're just like, Aqua Laguna's here. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound right. That's it's... not the experience I had, Tyler. <laughs> exactly. It it's a footnote. Yeah, it's so frustrating. God damn it. And I can end, only imagine. It's so frustrating. And then at the very end, they do the going Mary thing where they show going Mary like breaking apart and it's like everybody's oh, yeah. sad. Literally in the anime, if you watch that shit, there's no way that you watch that and don't cry because like it's so significant to everybody and like you see all this shit happen. And then like they're like, we got to add this just to say that we did it. And it was like a checkbox. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yep. Like, remember that happened? Okay, let's move on. Yep. But it's like for you guys, you saw the going married twice. Really? And they're yeah. like, this used to be our old ship, but not anymore. Yeah. This is important for us. Okay. Bye, ship. Bye, yep. ship. Yeah, a real tell, don't show mentality throughout this game. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys even remember gameplay wise, but was this boss of this area that he was like a Jaguar man, right? Cheetah man, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Rob Lucci, I believe you. Yeah. Um, he's, that was like the biggest difficulty spike. I think the difficulty like flattened out after that and it was fine, but this guy took me like forever. It's not that like I was ever close to dying. It just took so freaking long. Yeah. I didn't issue, really. There were, there were a couple instances we'll get to later specifically mm-hmm. where let's say maybe this fight happens again. Uh, yeah. yeah. It just like tedious, a tedious amount of health where it's like, yeah, that happened like three particular times. Well, maybe four, I, I'd say probably four times that are like big boss moments at the end of certain chapters. It's like, okay, I just got done doing all this stuff. And so, I kind of like we were talking about before, like the only reason why it feels like this fight has stakes is because this boss has an obscene amount of hit points. Yep. Yeah. Um, like by the end of the game, it was fine. And I think it was just because I was using every tool, like I was using um, food every single boss fight and I was using the sure. Usopp's like stat reducing things, basically reducing their defense, upping my attack. So I was doing stupid amounts of damage to where their stupid amount of hit points wasn't such a big deal. But if you're not using all those tools, like I can't imagine how long those boss fights must taken because they were still like probably 15 Ryan's minutes. Ryan's got a timer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I timed the last boss fight because it was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't remember it taking that long, but I, like Chris said, I used a lot of the tools, like using the defense, oh, yeah. deep, deep buff and all yeah. that shit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it helps a lot. So, mm-hmm. But I was, I was pretty high leveled because I fought everything that I saw. Me too. So. I was above what I found was recommended level for the final boss, and it still was... The, the, just yeah. phase two was more than a half hour. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember it taking that long. Yeah. Was, I, th- I remember long. the other part of that section prior to when you're in the cubes mm-hmm. doing the boss rush. That took forever. Yeah, there was one but right in there. I don't remember the final boss taking that long. The first phase of the final boss took about 15 minutes, and the second phase took a little bit over a half hour. It was like a 45-minute final boss fight. Absolutely insane. Yeah, which I I will say, I don't think that's like completely insane for a JRPG, but because the combat is just so uninteresting here and it's kind of rote, you're not really making strategic decisions. It was insane because I had a pattern down after two rotations of combat, and then it was 45 minutes of do these exact same inputs. Yeah, it's basically just a war of attrition. It's like, who's going to just run out first? And, the last and you never fight, run out. It's I impossible. was constantly, there was a period where he was doing like the AOE nuclear blast. 
Yeah. That was downing all but one of my people. And so I have to spend three rounds reviving everyone in preparation while he was doing it again. So it was just constantly like res chaining back and forth for like, I want to say eight rounds to nine rounds total. And that fight was like 25 rounds total by the end. There are like meals and stuff that uh, you can cook though. Oh, I know. Revive everybody. Cooking stuff. I was using that stuff. I burned through all my resources on that fight. Yeah. Just to like get through it. I was like, this, this sucks. See, that was not the worst fight for me at all. The Doflamingo fight in Dressrosa was the worst fight for me. That one was a cakewalk for me. Yeah. The one where you fight the the two versions Mm -hmm. and it's like, that one took forever because I, no I, I didn't really use Usopp or anything. So, and when you're stuck with Usopp in that fight, I was like, oh, I'm fucking getting shit on right now. Yeah. Were you guys like uh, spending, frankly, an absurd amount of time on the uh, accessories, like upgrading yes. your accessories? Because I, I did do that as well, which I think helps, but it is a boring system. I, that takes I upgraded some stuff pretty regularly, and I usually did like, auto mm-hmm. upgrading stuff but yeah. yeah it it's it's a bad accessory system yep it's, and it's, i it's, i just did the balance i was like balance these bitches yeah. out mm-hmm. i ended up doing that too yeah i had both luffy and um zoro like i was doing i was doing all of them custom but they're specifically almost everything they had equipped was just more attack power so they were dealing stupid stupid damage i did i think i I had a balance, but there was a couple of them that I like when you add to them, you get like a bonus if like it matches up or whatever that I would do like TP or whatever, just so they had more so I could just spam their fucking specials all the time. Because especially Zoro, like if you're spamming his, uh, I can't remember, it's like Lion Song or something like that. It did so much fucking damage. It was ridiculous. So that was my... Ultimately, in the last fight, that ended up being what I what I did was how I kind of managed to balance out the bullshit fight was I, I was what I was trying to do initially was using Zoro's like single target ultimate attack. On yeah, the boss that did like almost maybe a thousand damage. And then I did his other one that was like AOE ultimate. And that took his shield down by four fifths every time. I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense, but sure. <laughs> and like, I, I eventually found a, a rhythm that worked, but it, it was a lot of trial and error and the circumstances. Just at that point, I was just done and wanted it to be over. So I was trying to rush through it. Yeah. Um, Another note I have from chapter four is that Aokichi fight was fun. Uh, the guy that has the ice powers, if you remember him. Yeah, he was um, cool. Um, I'm going to assume he's also a major character, but he, he, he is. Yeah, he's one of the here. He's one of the uh, three admirals of the Marines. Um, he had a big part in the O'Hara incident in letting Nico Robin go. And so like in that moment again, it's very significant of him like freezing Luffy and like that's the first time that their power is like really tested and like they get kind of fucked up and they are shown their weakness. So it's pretty significant and they try to show it 
but again, it's lost. And that's just when it sucks because that fight's cool and that character's cool, but then it's it's so fucked up with all the backtracking that follows that. Mm. Where it's like, oh, okay, now we can play a Zoro, but we got to backtrack all the way to the fucking shoreline again. And, and you can't, can't use your fast, fast travel, travel for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So after that, we had chapter five, which was the water colossus and the ice block ruins. Um, I didn't have any notes on that. I just, it was pretty straightforward. I didn't think it, it was, was a dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. You got water is, and ice mechanics. It was whatever. This is the first time we see audio control something's mind. He suddenly has the power to do, even though he said before that he could never touch living things or whatever. It's like, oh, wow, that doesn't seem like it's going to be used for evil. Yeah. But yeah. only things with no will. That's it. Totally honest. Chekhov's gum gum power. (laughs) I do love his power, though. The grab grab fruit. It's so cool. Like the idea behind it and stuff. It's um, I don't know if like Oda, who is the creator of One Piece, actually had anything to do with that. But it's it's a really interesting concept because you definitely don't see anything like that in the anime. But again, it's just like, oh, this is also a part of his ability for some reason. It's like he can grab your mind. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Whoever gets okay. credits quicker at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then chapter six was the Paramount War. Um, did you guys get a sense of scale for that at all? No, I actually fell asleep partway through. Wow. It was the best yeah. chapter, mostly because it was short and yeah. it was very cool, but I'm sure it's still 5,000 times as cool. It's one of these I've things that's really... It's annoying to me because Impel Down is a very important story arc for Luffy and um, Ace. And like his whole concept is like after Annie's Lobby, they find out that like, or Thriller Bark, which is after Annie's Lobby, they find out that Ace is going to be executed. And he goes to any, he goes to Impel Down, which is a prison that he thinks Ace is held in. And that's like, 50 episodes it's a huge chunk of story of him like going into this prison infiltrating this prison trying to find ace and then finding out oh he's not there i'm gonna break out all these prisoners he meets jimbei him and jimbei they go to marine ford and then they meet the whitebeard pirates and they go and rescue ace it's like all of that is lost it's like they don't even talk about fucking jimbei at all really He's a huge fucking character. He's incredibly important. We just get there, have like four or five fights, and then leave. Yes. And then you see Ace die. But again, the the whole thing with Jinbei is he saves Luffy from that situation and brings him out of there and saves his life and brings him back. And then like after that, they have a two-year time jump where Luffy's like, we got fucked up there. Like, we're not strong enough. We need to take two years, train, come back, and then go after it, you know? And Jimbei is a huge part of that. And, like, they don't even talk about him. It's so frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. Uh, Yeah, this also has one of my least favorite things that I feel like we've talked about on this podcast a lot. But um, you, like, you're winning the fight against the boss, the final boss of this area, and then it just kicks you out of the fight and says, no, you lost. Sorry. Yeah, oh, actually, he's going to kick your ass. Mm, No, actually, I just kicked his ass. I saw his health deplete. So... (laughs) Yeah, it does a lot of that. Forever. Uh, 
Oh, and then I have a note here. Uh, they call Jimbe, they, they do bring him up. They call him the first knight of the sea, but that's not his title. He's the first son of the sea. And so that really bothered me. I was like, that's not right. You're, you guys wrote that wrong. It's not even correct, but whatever. <laughs> um, but after chapter six, we have chapter seven, which is Assemble the Straw Hat Pirates. This is when we're getting Brooke back. And we got to go back to the cave that we were at at the very beginning because backtracking and find some fucking mushrooms to levitate his body out of the fucking ocean. It's got to get him high. Yeah, and whoop-de-doo, you know? <laughs> and then we get we get Brooke for a whole two chapters. Yeah, yep. did you guys use either of the characters that we get at the end? Yes. A little. I, didn't, I barely yeah. used them because I was already used to the squad that I was using. I did be, just because I love those characters, and uh, I just wanted to see them. That was... That is what I got the enjoyment out of was the combat and just seeing those characters and using their specials. And I'm like, I know this. I know this. I know that. And just like seeing those being used. That was fun for me. Everything else was trash. I think the combat is like the most fun part of the game. It's just unfortunate that it's not strong enough to carry it through its runtime. Correct. Um, so after we get Brooke, we have chapter A, which is Dressrosa. Um, I love Dressrosa. That story arc is so cool. Again, all context is completely lost. <laughs> like the scope of Doflamingo and his family and what they have done to this island and what Doflamingo has done to the world is completely lost. Like you guys have no idea of like the smile fruit or what he does with Kaido or any of that stuff, which is all talked about in that arc, that storyline. They don't even mention it. They're just like, oh, we got to kick Doflamingo's ass. And like, for whatever reason, statue man. Yeah. uh, Pika, (laughs) Mm. which is, uh, again, a super crazy fight in the show. And they're just like, "Uh, now everybody's going to fight him. But in the show, it's just Zoro. Zoro fights that fucking mountain dude by himself. I believe Um, so. There, there's a part where Lim is like asking the rest of the team questions here about like what the hell is going on, and they're like trying to explain it with all these proper nouns that she doesn't know, and she's just still really confused. And it's like that is a hundred percent like Lim is the insert for all the non One Piece fans trying to play this game. Yeah, definitely the audience surrogate. Like what? Okay. Yeah. So like for Dressrosa, I mean the the big thing there is like. If you go against the government or whatever, they turn you into a toy and they make you work in the, the factories and the warehouses to like store smile fruit and like harvest uh, weapons and ammunition for like the other warlords and shit like that. And then like people, but once they're turned into a toy, they're also forgotten about. So like all these people kind of remember that they had a parent, but they don't know what happened to them. So uh, they kind of hint at, um, uh, what is the girl from the Coliseum? The pink-haired girl. Rebecca? Rebecca, thank you. Hmm. Uh, her dad gets turned into like a one-legged soldier because he sacrifices his leg to save her life when oh, she's younger. Yeah. And like, it's a huge, it's a super powerful emotional there, thing. And it's just, it's, ah, it's so were, fucking frustrating. I would say, I will say that that chapter at least had a lot of, narrative potential and being cool like there were a lot of parts that seemed interesting that, it was just all of it's the, so like, good yeah, it's all like, so good characters were cool 
uh, there was cool stuff going on. It was just like it's too condensed. Yeah, and they talk about Usopp fighting that one girl who turns everybody into mm-hmm. toys and like the eating the pepper. Yeah, <laughs> and like that. Yeah, that's what happens. And like that's good. Uh, from that point, he ends up getting the title of God Usopp because like there are all these like tiny little like elf characters that help them fight in this arc, and they look at him like a god for like bringing everybody back, and they call him God Usopp from that point on. And uh, it's like all that stuff is lost. And like the stuff with Corazon and Trafalgar Law, Trafalgar is like a huge part of the story. And like his emotional attachment to Corazon is so crazy important. And it's just like, oh, we're going to bring Corazon back for the people who know who he is. And for everybody else, it's just like, eh, there's this guy. There's a weird like memory ghost thing. Yeah. I hope you enjoy this guy that kind of looks like Joker. Here, let's Batman. traumatize you again real quick. Bye. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, yeah, other notes I, I have of this chapter. I like the guy that says, <laughs> He's pretty cool. I don't know if he's actually from the anime, but... Uh, do- he's like the weird wrestler guy that's like, I don't know, he was about to fight Rebecca yeah, or Burgess. something. Yeah, Burgess. His name up. is Burgess. He's part of the Blackbeard Pirates. Okay. Yeah, I just like... I just like that he says that because it's really he's dumb. A, he's also not in Dressrosa at all. So, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. That was super fun when he showed up. I think he, he might be in the Coliseum, I think, but that's about it. Hmm. But I don't even remember um, him really being in the Coliseum. And then I also like that Law is the first person in this entire game that sees Lim and is like, who the fuck is she and what is she doing here? Like, mm-hmm. nobody else gave a shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think uh, Vivi says something about her in Alabasta. Does she? I don't remember. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Trafalgar Law is an incredibly cool character, and uh, I wish they would have done more with him in this game, because and the same with Cavendish. Like, it's super cool that Cavendish is a part of the game in, like, a weird way, and, like, he can fight with you. But again, like, his character arc and stuff is totally lost, and like, there's another character who is obsessed with Luffy. His name is Bartolomeo. Completely not in this chapter for whatever reason. Incredibly important, but just not involved. And I, I don't get their choice. It's so they don't, that character doesn't get in the way from you really sinking in the, the narrative of this, of everything else that's going on. Like, it would just distract you. Mm-hmm. I guess. And, like, there's a huge uh, storyline with Frankie and this, uh, I can't remember his name. But uh, it's this guy who wears a a baby bib on his head. And like there's a huge story arc with them, and it's incredibly awesome. But uh, Sound like Yakuza now. Yeah, it's... Mm -hmm. uh, God, I can't remember his name. I think his name is just El Senor. But uh, it's it's super good. It's just completely lost in the section. That's a good name. I'm looking it up. Hold on. I don't remember his name. Uh, Senor Pink is his name. That's not as good as El Senor. Yeah, it's Senor Pink. And his like story is like, they give a crazy backstory to him. You're like, why is this fucking guy wearing a baby bib? And it turns out he wears a baby bib because his wife and him had a baby and it died and she went like catatonic. And so to make her like show any type of emotion, he put a baby bib on, like the one that their child wore to like show like, so she would be happy again. It's like, that's a crazy, emotional, fucking weird thing that's, to happen for this guy. 
that's not how that works. And it's all lost. It's not there. It's fuck. I hate this fucking game. God damn it. <laughs> World of therapists really badly. Dude, One Piece is super fucked up. It's crazy fucked up. You know, it's uh, it's really goofy looking and like a lot of the characters have weird designs, but like they goes into like so much shit with like genocide and like racism and like children being killed and death and disease. It's crazy fucked up. Yeah, like, you would never like know. It. You would never know by playing the game. That's for sure. Nope. This game sucks. I hate it. <sighs> After dress Rosa, that brings us to chapter nine, which is the final chapter. We're here. I have no notes on chapter nine, except the very end is trash. Where it's like, nine. Oh, Hey, let's, Beat the final boss. Assemble your fucking crew. Chapter 9 is the worst chapter in this game. Hands down. Easily. A game filled with backtracking and they give us a boss rush. Backtracking fights. You know what sucks is I really loved it up until the point where you like you get to the dungeon with all the cubes like where you're going through all those cliffs and stuff. I like that little section and then you get to the cubes and you're like this is the dumbest fucking thing ever. And like that boss rush is terrible. And then it's like boss rush. Okay, you're done with that, but immediately fight the final boss. So it's basically just continuing the boss rush. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it's over, you're like, okay, I'm done. Credits. Nope. If you want to really be done, make sure you go talk to all your fucking crew members who are scattered all over the entire fucking island again. Are you kidding me? Yeah, also, it's another, like, F you to Brooke and Frankie, because every other character you have to go find and talk to and bring back, but Brooke and Frankie are just already by the ship, and they don't get their little, like, end yeah. of the game scene. Mm-hmm. It's, god damn it, it's so frustrating. Um, yeah, the whole ending was, like, really confusing, didn't really make sense. Like, there was a buster call on the island, but then, I guess, because uh, audio leaves with the divine breath, they either they call off the buster call or he killed all the Marines. I don't know exactly yeah, what happened. I, I think that is what it was alluded to is that he fucked them all up. Yeah, that's what it was. It looked like was that he was murking everybody. Yeah, except for Smoker, who is just like hanging out in the distance, not doing anything for no reason. And like killed, but didn't kill. But them. Deli- yeah, yeah, deliberately like shot her in a place where it wouldn't actually kill her because he knew who she was. But that wasn't really limb. That was just a memory. It was a yeah memory and a copy. But yeah, we didn't even talk about like red eye limb. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, there's red limb and blue limb, and red limb is the real one apparently, and mm-hmm. blue one is the copy. Mm-hmm. And they're just a part of the security the protocol to detect memory, the yeah. divine breath. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Sounds right. Yep. Convolution. Some Kingdom Hearts. And then they're like, oh, you're not really a bad guy, Audio, because if you were... perfect compared to this crap. (laughs) But I love that. It's convoluted as hell. He's like, you're not really a bad guy, because if you were, you would have killed her for real. The motherfucker shot her! Who cares? If my friend shoots me in the stomach... I'm not fucking friends with you anymore. (laughs) I'm not waiting for you to come back to the treehouse, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's there's like a a post-game quest here that they ask, tell you about with like something with yellow orbs. I assume none of us touch that at all. I have no No, idea what it is, but I have no idea. 
Yeah, I, I did credits and it. immediately uninstalled it. I was like, yep. I'm so sick of it. Exactly what I did. Yep, I uninstalled it and then I bought a physical copy, so I even got to sell it, get it out of my house. Can never oh, exist in my house you. again. Good, you had that catharsis. I always will have to always have that on my hard drive. Yeah, whenever I look at the me. whenever I look at my library on my PS5, I see it sitting there. Like, do you want to redownload this? No, Just I don't. Hide. I should hide it on my Steam library. I'm speaking of Steam library. I'm looking at your review. <laughs> right on Read it. Let's hear it. Okay. Poor design choices, bad balancing, and a boring battle system. If you are a big fan of One Piece, you may find more to like in this game. But as someone who is interested but uninitiated, stay away from this title. Bad pacing right from the start of the game. Fights were so straightforward, I played two-thirds of this game with auto battle on, and the other third only because I couldn't stand to see the auto battle be so dumb. Fights in the last half of this game are so tedious that you can auto battle... You can auto battle, go make a sandwich, come back, eat it, and the fight will still be going. Oh Not because God. they're genuinely hard enemies, just have more health than particles in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> the art direction is phenomenal, the music is good, the story's all right. Although very condensed from the anime, I presume it felt like a lot was missing. If you want to really want to play this, do yourself a favor and wait for a steep sale. And it's on sale for $40 instead of 60 that's not steep enough. It's not enough. No. <laughs> it's gotta be like 10 bucks. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely not worth the price. I wouldn't recommend playing this game if even if it was on Game Pass. It's not worth the price it's not of worth your time. time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not worth the time. It's, it's not worth the time. Because you're not gonna get anything out of it. Like as a One Piece no. fan, I got nothing out of it. Like there were moments where I was like, ah, that's cool. Corazon's back. Or ah, I remember that moment. Oh, why isn't this here? Why isn't this here? But it's that's it. You know, there was nothing worthwhile. So it's, it's frustrating. I bet it was a new newcomer to new uh, to One Piece to New Piece to One Piece. It made me. It still it, it succeeded in making me interested in One Piece, both the anime and the manga, but not worth sixty dollars of being an onboarding for that. Yeah. I agree. It's like, okay, I, now I have a very, very, very rudimentary understanding of story beats in this series. Yeah, exceptionally rudimentary. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's all lost. I think all the nuance is completely lost in the storytelling. It's, it's bad. Oh, for sure. Like, they're, they're, nuance does not exist in this, this game. Um, do you guys have a final score for it? Five. Five. Straight up to five. Five, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, five. It is the game you use to I'll go for four to know maybe. what other games are in quality. Like yeah. it helps define quality in other games. Yes, it is not like straight up broken or anything. It's mm -hmm. not like it's a functional game. I never had to spend a lot of time grinding or anything like that. You know, they're they're things that it does not do wrong there's just very little that it does right or well and it has potential it just never fulfills it mm -hmm. nor does it capitalize on any of its best ideas in a in a tangible yeah. or meaningful way mm -hmm. it's a shame yeah yeah but you know what game is really good so far tales of arise oh yeah it's a good game <laughs> it's great game. it's a great 
Let's just talk about a good game for one minute. <laughs> it, it's nice having because I, I was reluctant to pick it up because it was on sale for 20 bucks uh, on PSN. Oh, my uh, God. That's such a good sale. Holy shit. Right. Right. So I was like, I've been wanting to get I wanted to get this game when I first saw it because I, I was interested in the Tales series. But I tried Tales of Symphonia brief. And I was like, eh, I could see what this is doing. It's an older game. It doesn't feel good to play. Uh, but I liked what I saw when Tales of Arise was like announced and showcased. And I just didn't get around to it. And then I was like, well, I was reluctant. I asked a couple people who had picked it up, like their thoughts on it. And I was like, well, my only concern is I just played One Piece Odyssey and like it's not the same game, but it is like an anime ass RPG. And no, but it's good. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> but... that's the difference. It's good. It's a good game. Right. But the reason why it's good is like it, it is similarly gorgeous, sure. But but all, on top of that, like the combat is actually very engaging moment to moment constantly. The characters are more intriguing, even if you know there's plenty of tropes and archetypes and all that stuff. That's fine. Uh the narrative is pretty interesting and it's it takes its time to start pacing stuff out. And like the music's great, the the up the systems like the like upgrading systems for like your equipment and everything, it's still a little bit more engaging. Like just overall, and, and like you can fast travel pr like from essentially the first couple hours, and it yep. essentially doesn't take it away from you. And like it encourages you to fast travel to I, other. I like, hope you finish it because like, the end of that game. Is absolutely I want fucking, to. It's so fucking wild. I, like, I, I'm <laughs> the end enjoying, of that game is fucking crazy. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and Chris and I beat nice, that game, and it's, it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace for sure. And like, yeah. yeah, just the combat system alone, so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think it is objectively like the best Tales game. Might not yes. be my favorite just because I have memories of playing co-op. Uh, in a lot sure. of them, and this one is the first one that was not co-op, but that's what, what I understand. It, this one wouldn't really work co-op with the changes they made to the battle system. So sure, I've only played three of them, and that's my favorite for sure. I mean, it's it's so good. The characters are all super unique and fun, and the combat's amazing. The world is beautiful and gorgeous, mm -hmm. and like the story is just incredibly fun. Going through and taking down all those warlords, basically, and. Yeah, where, where it ends though is so fucking nuts. It does some crazy. It does some anime shit. I love it. It's so I good. believe it. I believe it. it also, it already starts with some anime shit when he pulls out a flaming sword out of her chest and like, uh, it's so sets, good. Like an army on fire. I was like, cool. And the opening cool. is like the anime opening is so good, and the music is incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very. It felt very much like starting an anime series. And Hoodle is cute as fuck. Yeah. Agreed. It's That's it's endearing. It's fun. Um, play that. I Don't play One Piece Odyssey. Play. play that. Yeah, play pick it up Odyssey. on Super Super Sale. <laughs> Twenty yeah, bucks, like, fucking steal. Exactly. I was like, I can't not pick this up now. I'm, I, I'm especially for twenty dollars. I'm very much enjoying yeah. the dichotomy from that into this. Well, that brings us to the end of uh, One Piece Odyssey. Does anybody have anything to plug, Chris? Uh, anything to plug? Yeah, follow us on Twitch uh, 
friendly fire pod mm-hmm. pod okay friendly fire pod friendly uh fire pod. yeah we're streaming wasted sometimes we're getting back to it in a week or so yeah probably. we're waiting for tom to get back he's too many got a crazy schedule, on. schedule right now i don't know what we're gonna play next uh i think we're yeah. gonna stop with anthem guys, are you guys doing it next weekend as of this recording because there's the alpha 4 beta open beta i think so but i don't know what we're playing yet we haven't talked about it yet Diablo no. 4 open beta so we'll see. Um, diablo sounds pretty good I don't know. I got to pull Tom away from Destiny. He's like balls deep in Destiny right now. So I mean, yes. So are Ryan and I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe yeah, Rob, maybe Tom and Ryan and Rob can all play Destiny together for wasted. There you go. Yeah, that'd be. Fun. But otherwise, um, Ryan is streaming Kingdom Hearts every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. With Dory, and then uh, we stream like the big announcement events and stuff like that when we can as well. Mm-hmm. Those are always fun reaction streams. And at some point, we're going to get back to the uh, Friendly Fire podcast. Y'all released one. We released one. One. That was <laughs> about four weeks ago. <laughs> we're like, this is going to be a hey, weekly hey, show. But in the context of like one piece, the last One Piece gameplay. Oh, we've to this had a one, terrible schedule. You, yeah. you did, but but you did record one episode, which was your goal. Yep, we did. We got so it. it but, uh, we, we definitely need <laughs> to record more. It's uh it's our main show. It's supposed to be our main show, but you know, we're trying to get to it. It just, we're all so fucking crazy busy right now. Life is, life is interesting that way, man. I feel yeah, like. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob, you got anything to plug man? So, uh, Preston's been, Preston and I talked a while back about kicking up the, uh, the YouTube channel for draft punks and he's been get he got a bug up his butt to start doing it. And so he's been kind of spearheading that and I've been joining him alongside some of it. We've got some, projects in the works the most recent one is, is preston and ryan have been playing destiny lightfall together and that's been some some of the video uh, series that they've been doing and then i started pl- or i played through uh dead cells return to castlevania which is fucking amazing oh yeah uh, i saw i saw that they released that so. it's so good it's so good uh but we we talked about that for about half an hour to to an hour and uh put up a video on that and we'll be doing some more series maybe some halo maybe some more destiny but uh, you can catch that on youtube youtube.com slash at real draft punks because youtube is weird now uh twitch.tv slash real draft punks real draft punks basically everywhere and they do uh, episodes on the podcast which i haven't been on for a little bit because i haven't had the schedule for it but yeah it's we're doing content again it's great. The content. The content. Never sleeps. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, watching or listening to this episode of the Friendly Fire Games Exploration Show. Uh, we'll be back with another game or another uh, video sometime soon. So thank you. We can Bye. finally sleep. Uh, no. I'm it's glad that over. we can put this to bed. God it's damn it. Done. I'm glad this is over. To whatever spirit in the universe did didn't want us to record this podcast go to hell all right we fucking yeah, did it. we got it it's over with we did it oh you didn't uh, quote ryan quote or sorry quote tom his gift i don't know yeah, how you quote that exactly right. but uh spongebob stinky stinky yeah. smell yeah spongebob stinky pants is what we'll call it we asked tom his thoughts and uh he sent back uh spongebob's basically saying it stinks 
<laughs> he's been telling us to fart into a mic for the last three weeks mm-hmm. and that's good enough and I, I agree so yeah should we give some fart noises for the people to hear i'll, I'll get some fart noises in yeah okay all right that's good that's my fart noise <laughs> all right <laughs> whoa was that a trumpet that was a trumpet all right got a trumpet fart over here got a trumpet in your pocket <laughs> Chris is looking skinny as fuck. We should all acknowledge that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's a lot of weight, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Putting in that good hard work. Oh, yeah. Put that at the beginning of the episode. Or the end of the episode. (laughs) Chris is just looking incredibly handsome, uh, knocking us all out of the water. It's embarrassing. Killing it. I need to go to the gym now.